The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's Major League Baseball betting podcast, in case you didn't know. Great to have you with us as August wraps up. It's our final episode in the month of August. And then we turn the page to the month of September. Rosters expand. Contenders separate. Maybe call-ups if you're into it and your team's out of it. You get to watch your favorite AAA pitcher. Uh, But you you know what? The other great thing is the pennant races are heating up. So here we go. Final episode in August. Brendan Glasheen, your host today, joined by Sean Zarillo. He's back on the pod this week. Great to have Sean back. Action Network senior writer. And Anthony DeBundo is with us once again. We'll have uh, Fade the Public coming up on this episode. Our favorite underdogs from Sean and Anthony. And then they'll have uh, another round of bets. But of course... We start the show with this 15-game slate. We start with best bets. Just go out there and try to have fun, you know. You know, having fun is the name of the game. Hey, you trying to make an ass of me? Get on that bag! Sean, why don't you get us started today? My favorite bet for Tuesday's slate is the Pittsburgh Pirates, particularly for the first five innings. I like their first five money line to plus 112. Their first five spread up to minus 126. Mostly a fade of Jason Alexander, not the Seinfeld character. He has started a bunch of games for the Brewers this season and been one of the worst pitchers in baseball. 5.3 expected ERA. But there's a group of pitchers, 248 pitchers specifically, who have thrown at least 50 innings this season. Among that group of 248, Alexander ranks 246th in strikeout minus walk rate. Some other guys starting today near the bottom of that list as well. Jose Urania is dead last. Daniel Hudson, we'll get to in a moment, is just above Alexander on that list. On the other side of the matchup, still willing to buy some stock into Mitch Keller. 3.9 expected FIP over his last 15 starts. That takes you 
to the final start of May when he faced the Dodgers, when he started throwing a sinker for the first time. He's given up 12 runs over his last two starts, so maybe people are starting to jump back off the Mitch Keller breakout train, but I'm still willing to ride it for the time being, considering that pitch mix change, considering how he's looked leading up to that past couple of starts. So the Pirates here on the full game money line at plus 142, I think is a fine play, but I prefer certainly their first five money line again to plus 112 and that first five spread plus the half a run up to minus 126. You can bet those currently at plus 145 and even money respectively. Okay, very good. And what kind of luck do you get if, if playing or facing the Dodgers three times in a row? I mean, that is just, uh, that's brutal luck as far as being a starting pitcher. That's crazy stuff. Anthony DeBundo. What do you have for us? Best bet. Yeah, it feels like the Royals and the White Sox have played about 30 games against one another in the last couple of months. Uh, and I think that the White Sox have seen plenty of Brady Singer. They did get to him once, but I like the matchup for Singer against this White Sox lineup that continues to underwhelm. That looks like the wheels are starting to come off for Chicago after they got embarrassed in Arizona last weekend or at home against Arizona, rather. Uh, Lucas Giolito starts for the White Sox. I'm fading him. I'm taking the Royals in the first five innings plus 112 at FanDuel. There's just continues to be concerning underlying numbers with Giolito. His stuff is down. His XERA is the highest of his career, over four. Uh, his strikeout rate's down 3%. His walk rate is up 2%. So he's missing fewer bats in the zone as well. Swinging strike rates are down. Uh, his changeup is still excellent. You know, so that that definitely plays most times, but he, his fastball's been getting hit much harder this year, and it's really not working out for him. Singer, on the other hand, really a reclamation project. China changed his pitch mix, added a, a third pitch to make himself more viable. And he's really what, what's really improved for Singer is not necessarily that he's whiffing a ton of guys, but his con- control and his command has been excellent this year. His stuff plus is underwhelming, but his command is excellent, well above average. And that's what's really carried him to this point. White Sox lineup much better against lefties than right handed pitching. Uh, so I like Singer in the first five innings and this young Royals lineup, which is showing some potential with some of these younger bats. Uh, you know, guys like Michael Massey and Nick Prado. I know Vinny P's out, but there is some promise for this Royals hitting lineup, even if the pitching is nowhere near good enough at the moment. White Sox last 10 games. They have two wins. They uh, Their pitching staff has an ERA over six, and they've been outscored by 31 runs. Not great. So, yes, I think it's fair to say wheels are falling off uh, for the White Sox, if they haven't already. Um, okay, moving on. So, good stuff. Those are our best bets for today. Let's go to Fade the Public. If you look at the Action Network app, again, we encourage you to download the app, subscribe uh, to a pro account, uh, sign up for a pro account. Uh, Looking at the app today, you see some lopsided stuff. Uh, The Yankees and Angels. um, Angels are are, now starting to roll a little bit. That's annoying me. This is your Angels update. But there's also another game that jumps out. Cardinals are getting 79% of the bets 94% 94% of the cash. They play the Reds. They blew them out last night. Zerillo, are we going to fade the uh, we're going to fade the Cardinals, fade the public, and take the Reds? I need the line to come up just a bit more in order to consider backing the Reds. And even if it gets there, I'd have a tough time pulling the trigger to back Justin Dunn. 684 expected ERA for Dunn this season. Relatively limited sample, just 19 innings. But his career mark of 596 in terms of his expected FIP indicates Roughly where I project this guy as a starting pitcher. He gets roughed up every time he takes the mound. Has not been able to find it in the major leagues. On the other side of the matchup with the Cardinals, Dakota Hudson, one of my favorite pitchers to bet against, which is the only reason I consider backing the Reds here on the money line. 
But even Hudson, as I just mentioned, when we were talking about Jason Alexander, Hudson ranks 245th out of that group of 248 pitchers in strikeout minus walk rate. 70 strikeouts, 55 walks in 121 innings this season. If you just told me those three numbers alone, I might be willing to bet against Hudson in each one to start. Good hitting weather in Cincinnati today, about 2% above the normal park average for Great American Ballpark. Projected these totals closer to six and ten and a half respectively. So I like the first five over five and a half up to minus 125 and the full game over 10 up to minus one away. Two pitchers I absolutely want to fade. If the Reds money line gets up to plus 200, maybe I'll consider taking a stab there as well. Okay, DeBundo, what's your what's your angle here? All the money coming in on St. Louis and, and they've been playing well. This is also, folks, a 6-10 start tonight and the Reds are plus 180 right now on the money line. Yeah, I mean, another thing that works in Sean's favor is that both teams had to go into the bullpens pretty heavily last night. Chase Anderson pulled early. Reds were cycling through different relievers, burning a lot of different arms. Don't expect a ton of length out of Justin Dunn. He did have a decent showing in his last start, but done 87 pitching plus, not really buying into that. XDRA, like you mentioned, really bad. Dakota Hudson, I mean, there's almost a survivorship bias with some of these low-end guys with these terrible strikeout-to-walk ratios in the sense that the worst ones just stop pitching. But Dakota Hudson, there he is every five days getting the ball for St. Louis. He does get bailed out by the defense a little bit, but I think when you factor in the park, I would lean toward the over. Otherwise, I have no real uh, intention of betting this game and no intention of betting the Reds, given the fact I think the Cardinals lineup is going to absolutely destroy Don and the bullpen. So on the subject of underdogs... Where's my dog? Zarillo, you're, you're going to kind of ride with Anthony here on the uh, fading Lucas Giolito train. Yeah, I've been batting against Lucas Giolito for the better part of this season. His velocity remains down 92.9 on the year, 92.7 in his last start. He's been closer to 94 miles an hour in his previous seasons. And with that velocity dip, you've seen his swinging strike rate dip by about 3 to 5% because he's a guy who needs to live in the zone, get swinging strikes down 3 to 5% compared to his past three years of data down closer to 12% when he's been living nearer to 15%, even as high as 18% in one of those seasons. I made the Royals here a favorite for the first five innings. I'm a big believer in Brady Singer, the numbers that he's put up. I think they should be favored. As I said, for the first half, like that down to plus 102. Also betting the Royals on the full game money line to plus 119. Certainly a bullpen advantage for Chicago. The Royals continue to walk a million hitters, but if Singer gives them a good start, they can probably secure both halves. So Royals here, my favorite underdog on today's slate. I do like the one that Anthony's going to give out as well, though. Give it to us, Anthony. The Baltimore Orioles plus 140 on the road against the Guardians. It's Baltimore, gentlemen. The gods will not save you. This is really a, a fascinating stat that I was digging through the other day, looking at pitching and how much they've been impacted by fielding over the course of the season. And there has been no pitcher in baseball that has been more benefited from his opposition defense being excellent than Cal Quantrill. And yes, Cleveland has a plus defense and one of the better in the entire league, but it is so extreme to the point where you do expect some regression for Quantrill. And overall, his his uh, underlying metrics are really not nearly as impressive as his baseline stuff. You look at his 3.59 ERA, that looks like a pretty serviceable MLB starter. Then you look under the hood, 15.9% K rate, and it's much worse than it was last year when he had... Uh, you know, again, beat the underlying numbers. So, you know, maybe Quantrill's doing something here that's allow- allowing him to beat the numbers. 
Uh, but again, he's league average barrel rate. He's well below average in strikeout rate. His walk rate is pretty mediocre. At some point, it feels like Quantrill's not going to keep getting away with this and that somebody's going to punish him. And why not Baltimore? Baltimore, the thing that's been most impressive with them for me is, is Jorge Mateo at the bottom of the lineup has hit over 300 in the second half of the season. Very impressive from Jorge. Also, Baltimore's bullpen keeps them in every game because of how dominant they've been this season. The back end has not missed Jorge Lopez at all. Bautista and uh, Cino Perez and everybody at the back end there. <clears throat> Kunal, they've all been uh, very impressive, or Creeble rather. But I think uh, this Baltimore team against a, an overrated Cleveland lineup that, yes, doesn't strike out a ton, but, but puts a ton of balls in play. I'm going to take Baltimore plus 140. And in fact, that this game is going to be a tight, low-scoring game. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Those Orioles, huh? They just won't go, they won't go away. It's, it's one of the great stories of this season. Most profitable just- team in the league by a wide margin. That too. That, that that is worth repeating. Anytime we talk about them, and either one of you is going to bet them, and I really thought they were going to get to the Astros after Verlander uh, had to exit the game the other day. But uh, they should have got the to case. them before. But, they had first and third, nobody out in the first inning, and couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't get the running. I mean, hey, big picture, they take two out of three from the freaking Astros. So who who would ever see that coming? So. Yes, Orioles are uh, at the Guardians tonight. Uh, again, one of those earlier starts, East Coast time, 610 uh, here on this Tuesday. All right, final bets from both of you before we uh, conclude the show. Zarilla, why don't you start off with Orioles, Guardians, and what your angle is on this game, too? Yeah, I said I was on the same side as Anthony. I like the Orioles here as well. First five to plus 120, full game to plus 126. Quantrill's expected metrics for the season may look better than Watkins' expected metrics for the season. But a lot of times you'll see young pitchers get sent down, work on some things in the minors, come back up, and then you have a different set of data relative to the beginning of the year compared to the second half of the year, their second split season, their split time in the major leagues. Since returning to the major leagues in late June, Spencer Watkins changes pitch mix, throwing his cutter more, moving some other things around, 4.1 expected ERA. He's been excellent. I bet against them right when he came back up, Played some big, heavy money line prices against them based off of that prior data and ended up sweating out some bets that I believe I won one nothing because he pitched extremely well. And that's something I look for. Find guys who make you sweat bets against them, particularly pitchers who kind of outperform what their money line price is. And Watkins is definitely a guy who caught my eye. And as I've dug deeper into the metrics, somebody I've become a fan of. So Watkins view him as the better pitcher than Cal Quantrill like the Orioles here down to plus 120 for the first five innings and plus 126 for the full game. 
Dodgers and Mets. I think the Dodgers should be priced a little bit more heavily on this in this matchup, even on the road. Andrew Heaney, 316 expected ERA this season and has largely justified that number, 296 expected FIP. Pair that to second half Taiwan Walker over his final nine starts since the end of July is rocking expected metrics closer to 4.5, which is roughly in line with his career numbers. Strikeout rate has fallen this year, was largely overachieving earlier in the season has definitely come back to earth and looking at his season long numbers, it's possible that he's actually regressing instead of progressing, which it looked like earlier in the season. So definitely like the Dodgers in both halves, first five to minus 155, full game to minus 137 on LA. The Phillies and the D-backs, this was the pain train game last night. The Phillies blowing the seven, nothing first five lead. Oddly enough, right as they were blowing that lead and finishing it off in the bottom of the fifth inning, I ended up betting the Phillies' first five money line again for today. Like it up to minus 150 with Aaron Nola. I believe I got closer to minus 140. Nola having the best season of his career, lowest walk rate of his career. Love everything I'm seeing from Nola. If Sandy manages to fall off of a cliff over the final month of the season, I think Nola should absolutely garner Cy Young consideration couple more games here. The Marlins at plus 190, down to about plus 168 against the Rays. But I really prefer the first five under three and a half here between Shane McClanahan and Jesus Lazardo. Like the first five under three and a half to minus 120. McClanahan, 2.5 expected ERA this season. Lazardo closer to three since returning from the minors. He's around 3.3 in his expected FIP. The key here, though, with the under, the Marlins have the lowest Mark against left-handed pitching in terms of splits dating back in the past 22 years. I actually need to go further back to see how long it's been since the team has had a lower mark. 65 WRC plus against lefties, so 35% below league average. No other team is below 80 against lefties. And the Tigers are at 72 against right-handed pitching. So seven points off are the Marlins from any team in either split this season. I said the lowest mark against lefties in the past 22 years. And then finally, the Rangers against the Astros, more of a pure projection play. First five to plus 143, full game to plus 134. Framber Valdez's metrics, about three quarters of a run better than Dane Dunning. But I still think these teams are a bit closer than the line would suggest, particularly with Texas at home. So Rangers in both halves, pure projection play for me, but something I do like as well. It's a kind of a big start for um, McClanahan. I, I know the odds have been taken down on Cy Young for, for Verlander. Is there any shot McClanahan or Cease makes a, a move here? Yeah, Verlander needs to get roughed up in a couple of his starts. That really it's what it's going to come down to for Sandy and for Verlander. They, they can probably only lose the award at this point, but they need to get roughed up. I'm only asking because Verlander got hurt. Uh, maybe it's not that serious. Is that is that what I'm is that what I'm gathering here? These it was calf discomfort. I, I haven't heard an update, but I'm guessing he's fine. Uh, I feel like I would have heard something if he wasn't fine. Right? True. True. So yeah, but they're also okay. not going to push him as much down the right. stretch, and that's maybe the other they... thing. Yeah, they have a six man rotation as is, and they've been kind of working in McCullers' innings, getting him in there. Javier's coming out of the bullpen; he could start. So there's a lot of different options Houston has to kind of manage it. Uh, the Nola thing is really interesting. Uh, he's not going to catch Sandy, but he is. I believe now second in pitcher war in the National League. Uh, that matters. I'm holding that holding a ticket for him that's probably not going to cash, but uh, good bounce back here for Nola. Two of my favorite pitchers, Nola and Gallon, going at it tonight should be fun. Yeah, Alcantara, Rodon, and Nola all tied at four point nine wins above replacement. Okay, good stuff. All right, Anthony, what have you got uh, for uh, some final bets uh, for tonight? You want to hit Rangers Astros first, because uh, you can piggyback off Zarillo. 
Yeah, you know, Texas is fourth in weighted runs created plus against left-handed pitching. Uh, that's a reason to think that Texas might have a shot here tonight. Also, our Action Labs uh, pro indicators, all five lights on the Christmas tree are uh, lighting up for the Texas Rangers. That's uh, Sharp Money and, and uh, Sean's projections and our expert projections. Uh, so all of those lighting up, I will bet that every single time. Uh, it's a classic example of, a, of an overvalued favorite like Houston, a big public team. And Texas... The one thing I like about them, they don't chase a ton. Uh, they are, and they've improved in their chase rate. It's been a major reason why they've been better in the last month or two. They're swinging at balls less. And if, if Framber has any issue, it can be with walks. He has struggles with command at times. So if, if he's just a little bit off, Texas is not going to swing into outs. They're not going to ground into, a, uh, you know, all those double plays that Framber relies on. So I do think Texas has a, has a decent path success here. Uh, I'm taking a shot on Miami. And I know the, the splits against left-handed pitching are really bad, but Shane McClanahan has not been the same pitcher in the second half of the season. His stuff plus has fallen off. I'm wondering, you know, exactly what's wrong with him, but he's definitely not getting uh, the, the same you know type of numbers he was early in the season when nobody could hit him. Uh, his strikeout minus walk has come down a little bit, but really it's the stuff plus number that's falling. He's down. He was up around 125. Now he's down about 115, 114 lately. So still good, of course. Uh, but Jesus Lazardo has been excellent as well. Really keeps hitters off balance, uh, uses a ton of different pitches to do so. So uh, I like Lazardo at home and taking a shot on the Marlins. Uh, and those are the, the two, the two that really stood out to me uh, as far as that goes. And then Red Sox twins. I do like the under eight. I'm going to keep betting on Cutter Crawford until he, uh, I run out of money. Uh, but I really like what I've seen from him thus far this season and his stuff really pops uh, and his command has been excellent as well. So uh, I'm taking the under eight there, like Crawford, quite a bit for this matchup. Gents, good stuff. Let's close August strong and then uh, wake our way into the month of September. Uh, this the stretch run, truly the stretch run. I've been saying like stretch run since like the post trade deadline. That this is truly the the stretch run in the Major League Baseball season. Coming up later this week, we will have our final MLB live stream coming to you Wednesday or Thursday, exclusively on the Action Network. YouTube page, so be on the lookout for that. And also, join us again on Friday, our first episode of the month of September here on Payoff Pitch. For both Sean Zarillo and Anthony DeBundo, Brendan Glasheen, thanks all so much for joining us. Catch you again Friday. Good luck today, and we'll see you next time. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. 